0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Yeah, it is such a joy to be here and to hear the things that are happening in the life of your church and to, and to meet with you as a team. This is one of the most important meetings in the life of your church, the all-in night. Uh, and it's for us to be part of any team, guess what? Of all the people that could be invited and part of a team and a great church, you're here. Oop, you, oh, that was me, sorry. You're, you're invited, you're part of it. It's a privilege to serve God, right? We've got a... Yeah, what do you reckon? You are, by the way, Canberra, you're allowed to get loud, is that right? <laughs> so it's a privilege to serve God, right? Shout me down, love it. So it's good. So tonight... Um, uh, we, we're going to, uh, uh, your pastors asked me to speak in this sort of, it's as the zone I'm speaking in is this sense of health, that us as leaders need to be as healthy as we can. That, that the, the whole deal here is not about the short term, it's, it's about the long term. And the long game is important. And f- how you start is important, but how you finish is more important and I would like to think that not only are we uh, that uh, we're not going to finish well but we actually are going to finish I would, I would like to think that you're here in five years uh, and, and I'm going to add, keep adding to that by the way <laughs> 10 years 15 years 20 years 30 years come on 40 years we've been with Pastor Phil and Chris now next Easter just after Easter will be 40 years 40 years and our roles have changed uh, our changed our, our hair has changed uh, <laughs> oh, mine has Bernie's hasn't uh I had hair I don't uh, you know uh, lots has changed we, we arrived as a young married couple six months married and now this December mar- married 40 years <laughs> give Bernie a hand most importantly got three married kids now seven grandchildren and life's good and you know hit a few challenges you know hit a few medical challenges here and there and you know life's not always the way you want it to be but i'm telling you as you get the most important thing right then everything else is minor compared to that thing and that is that you stay in christ that you stay in the game that 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 nothing i want you to be determined tonight that nothing will knock you off the race or out of the race, not that you will be determined to do that because the, the thing is, the enemy is constantly is that popping? Uh, that the, the enemy will, will he is hell bent literally, hell bent. Do not be fooled, do not be naive. That you're not a target. <laughs> The moment you put Christ in the center of your life, you become a prime target. And, and, and the, if, the enemy can't, if the enemy can't prevent you from getting you, allowing you to get into the kingdom, he'll try and he'll use everything to get you out of the kingdom. And so the, the thing that he uses to, do to keep you out of the kingdom is he keeps the world blind. But the thing that he get, uses to get you out of the kingdom once you're in, he uses offense. And and I, I talk about this all over the world because I want the church, I want the church's eyes to be open to what it is. You know, we we, we need to be. Sorry, is that am I doing something? Is that can you hear that? Or is that just me? It's just me. Okay, great. The the we you know we need to be aware of the plans of God. But we also need to be aware of the schemes of the enemy. And many Christians are aware of the plans of God, but they're not aware of the schemes of the enemy. And, 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 you, and it's, it's, it's two sides of the same coin. It's two sides of the same sword. We, 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 need to be, we need to be both. We need to believe in God's plans for our life, but we need to, the Bible says, to not be ignorant of his schemes. And the enemy is, is scheming constantly to take you out. And so we need to be aware of those things, which is, which is great. I'm going to read you a scripture, if that's okay, in the book of Philippians chapter 3 of the team have pulled that up there if you've got your Bibles you can either write it down or turn to it Philippians chapter 3 in the ESV verse 12 and Paul's in this context of, of beginning to unpackage it's okay if we come down here is that all right oh amongst the people <laughs> I like this this is good and he is he, he's beginning to unpackage what's important and Talk about what he hasn't got versus what he has got and what, what's priority. Because in, in the Christian life, particularly this year, priority becomes very important. And it begins, you know, in the previous verses, I haven't given them to you guys. That, you know, he talks about that I've counted all things as loss compared to knowing Christ. I mean, that's a great statement, isn't it? I mean, why don't you say that after me? I count all things as rubbish. That's the words he used, as rubbish compared to knowing Christ. I mean, once, once you have Christ, everything else is rubbish. Now, it's not saying it is rubbish, it's just that compared to knowing Christ, the value of knowing God, having God in life is so high and so powerful. And he talks about attaining to the resurrection, attaining to this incredible goal that God has placed in front of us. But then he starts in these next few verses and says this amazing statement in verse 12. Not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Or The NIV says, I press on to take a hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken a hold of me. So we need to, be, we need to take a hold of that. And in the, the pursuit of leadership is that you're always taking a hold of something. Christ has already taken a hold of you. And but then he says, now that I've taken a hold of you, I want you to take a hold of it. Or, or that version says that. And the crazy thing is many believers never discover they're that. They don't know what that is. Do you know what your that is? What is your that? What is, the thing that? what is the thing that God has laid? He has taken a hold of you. He's come from heaven to earth and chosen you of all the people. Taken a hold of you. And Now he says, now I've taken a hold of you. I'm going to give you something. I want you to take a hold of it. Lay hold of it. To pursue it. To pursue this thing because we are make, meant to make a difference in this world. And that thing, that calling, that presence of God is amazing. And then it goes on. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? The call of God is upward. Everybody say it's upward. That's, that's awesome, isn't it? It's upward. It's upward. And then it says, Let those of us who are mature Think this way. <laughs> in other words, not everyone's mature. Those of us, everyone in this room, you mature believers, think this way. And I love this next phrase. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. <laughs> in other words, he's right. <laughs> he's right, okay. Only, what's this? Let us hold true to what we've attained. So you, you are currently at a certain attainment level in Christ. And I'm talk- not talking about salvation, I'm talking about maturity. You are at a level of maturity. The NIV version says it this way, only let us live up to what we've already attained. In other words, our attainment in Christ, our maturity in Christ, and our life have to match. And then what God does is then matures you more, you catch up your living. He matures you more, he catches up your living. Backsliding is you live below the level of attainment that God has given you. That's what backsliding is. Backsliding isn't necessarily denying Christ. That eventually happens. But the beginning of backsliding is when you live below your level of revelation. It's when you live below that. And so God wants to to reveal that to you. Then it goes on. It says, brothers, join me in imitating me Sorry, sorry, join in imitating me. I love that. Part of the key to leadership is that we imitate others. In fact, in another scripture in Corinthians, Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Uh, and so we're meant to model our lives after other people, people's lives who are worth modeling. So make sure you keep around people whose lives are worth imitating. Uh, and, and once again, when you backslide, people then start imitating back people in the world who are not worth imitating they begin to live out the image of people you're imitating uh, so that's what happens your eyes and keep your eyes on those watch this who walk according to the example you have in us for many watch this gets a little rough here for a second for many I've often told you and now tell you even with tears walk as enemies of the cross of Christ not some many many we need. To, we need to occasionally get a little sober at the reality of of what happens in people's lives. Their end is destruction. Their god is their belly. How funny is that? That's not funny at all. And they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But what says? But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like His glorious body by the power that enables Him, to be su- him to su- even to subject all things to Himself. How amazing is that? Just looking forward to that body. <laughs> as you get old I'm telling you the, <laughs> the older you get the more you no, I, that's the body I want you know and it's usually it's not on the front of a magazine it's that it's that that's that's the he's going to transform our lowly body do you realize that we're going to be saved body soul and spirit body soul, and spirit. the salvation is all three your spirit is saved your soul is being saved and your body will be saved you you, you, you you're you that's the process of salvation when you, as soon as you come to Christ, your spirit is saved. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. How amazing is that? But your soul, you're outworking that salvation in your thinking, in your emotions, and in, in the way you live. That whole thing. But but you, in, when on the return of Christ, you're going to get a whole new body. We're going to have the same body, same sort of body as Jesus Himself had, and it's going to be pain-free. Just imagine the sum of the things that we're going to be able to do with that body. It's amazing. So, yeah, anybody excited? <laughs> uh, and so that, that's the deal. But the reason I wanted to read you that scripture was that we, we need to think holistically. As we unpackage that, and we need to think long term. God wants us to be here long term, living out the work of God. Because your role as a leader isn't just your function in the things that the leaders ask you to do. Your role as a leader is to model Christ. Your role as a leader is to, to, is to outwork and to, just to keep living and keep going for God. Your influence on people will get stronger and stronger the longer you last. I mean, th- most of the people that we started with, sorry, many of the people that we started with are no longer with us. And many of them way more talented than me. But other things took them out. So we need to discover what it is. What are the secrets of surviving long-term so that we can continue to be bear fruit, love, love life, enjoy it, and see the fruits of your labor so that you will see the incredible things that God has destined this church to create and to become and who would like to be around in 20 years' time. Anyway, awesome, awesome. So I'm just going to give us a few things to think about just over the next few minutes uh, and, and, and how to survive how, 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 to, how to live this life long and well and healthy. And God has created all sorts of things. Okay, I've got a few little mottos that I live by. And th- this is one of them. That he has called us to have a cool head. I'm going to write them all down. A warm heart. Strong spirit. My writing is terrible. And a healthy body. God has called, I believe that, one of the mantras I live by is that. I speak to myself, Mark, cool head, warm heart, strong spirit, healthy body. God thinks, he thinks of you, you holistically. Many people in leadership reverse the first two. Don't do that. Hot head, cold heart in leadership you need cool head calmness is key Paul said to Timothy in one of the verses he said Timothy keep your head in all circumstances so as pressure comes as as busyness comes as the things of life increase and what have you to be able to keep a cool head you may not feel cool but keep a cool head The moment you lose it with somebody or lose it with your team, respect and honor is lowered. But if you can, under pressure, just, you know, once again, there may be like a duck with his feet under water and things are crazy and it's intense. And I know we've all lost it at times. Anybody lost it here? None of you. Okay, I've lost it plenty of times. I've lost it plenty of times. But every time I've lost it, I've regretted it. And so to keep a cool head in that situation. But a warm heart. At, At the end of the day, it's all about people. Every, every, encounter with, every encounter with people matters. Keep a warm heart towards people. Okay, we've got our teams, we've got our tasks, we've got our lists, we've got that, but at the end of the day, the most important thing that we're dealing with is God's precious people. And that's the most important thing, a warm heart towards people, and if you continue to do that. And to do that, you've, we've, not, we've got to remain emotionally healthy ourselves. Because if we are flat, discouraged, anxious, fearful, worried, fearful people then we're not going to be have the goods on the inside to give people the life and the emotion and everything they need I believe that we as leaders need to keep our own emotional health tank filled and if you're functioning out of a very low tank then you're not going to be able to give too much to people but keeping your own tank filled and what fills your tank we're going to get to that in a second I'm jumping ahead of myself okay all right and so strong spirit God wants you to have a robust spirit. Are you easily offended? Are you, is your nose easily put out of joint? Do people look at you sideways just quickly and then you're like, what do they mean by that? And like, whatever. And, and of course, the whole scripture talks about taking offense. And offense is like, offense is like arrows flying past you. They're not meant for you. They meant for the other person. No, no, <laughs> their the arrows flying past, and what, as the arrows of offense fly past, what we do? We grab the arrow. Hey, eh, there it is, and then we go. Uh, 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 uh. And then we we we're not meant to do that offense. You know, you know, you, you need a, a reasonably healthy measure of delusion. <laughs> that 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 be be of strong spirit, that where where you're robust, you've got you know. You, you pray, you seek God. You 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 you've got the Word of God on the inside of you. The, that 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 you're not easily offended, and when when change happens, don't easily complain or what have you. As a team, as leaders, as leaders, we're meant to be soldiers. In the Scriptures, the New Testament, at, at the part of the illustrations and analogies that Paul uses as a farmer, but one of them, an athlete, the other one is as a soldier, and soldiers. We march in line when we're given directions and orders. We go bang, okay, this is where we're going. I nearly went off the edge there again. <laughs> and and so, so, everybody say this, I have a strong spirit. But what gives you a strong spirit? Well, as you just keep growing, as you become more resilient, as you keep seeking Him, as you, as you face troubles and work through them, you realize, hey, I survived. That was okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> the world's not going to fall apart. We worry about the things we shouldn't worry about. Really, all is good. You guys are an amazing church. You have incredible pastors. the The future is awesome, bright, and incredible. The things we complain about are so minimal. We need a a robust spirit, you know. And then God. And if And if change needs to happen, let it happen. Bring it on. And people think that we've been walked through this process with, with in C3 and past Phil and Chris for years and it's all been rosy. No, it hasn't all been rosy. Mostly rosy. But we've had so many challenging seasons. So many I don't even want to talk about them. But but I, as you as you are individually robust. watch this? As you I'm going I don't know why I'm getting down here but and having a little fireside chat, is that all right? As you seek God and as you grow and mature and live to the level that you've attained in God then m- many Christians don't survive because they become petty about things you know and so and, and, it's, and it's all good I remember you know we had a we talked about this the other day as one of the people that worked for us or for me my, it was my PA years ago she was um, you, might, you remember Mary Simpson she's amazing her and her husband now run C3 in Hong Kong well, she was my, my uh, personal assistant for, for about a year. Incredible, very bright, just sharp. One of the best P.I.s I've ever had. And I remember, uh, we're, where were we? We were somewhere. We are driving in the city, and I get a phone call from Pastor Phil. I love those phone calls from <laughs> Pastor Phil. So good. And he says, oh, you know, Mary. Yeah, Mary Simpson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she works for me. She says, she's no longer working for you. <laughs> she's our new events director okay great <laughs> you'll find someone else that was it that was it no like is that okay um here's someone here's a suggestion and what have you I'm like okay cool and I had to swallow hard for a little bit but you know right. and we found someone like within because we we find people <laughs> and when the next person was awesome as well and Mary went on to become the event director and then that was the, her stepping stone to become a church planter in Hong Kong I'm telling you we, that, and that's just a minor thing that's, that's nothing but I can't tell you how many people have, have been affected and the thing and how dare you and have you know. we're an army of God and we're robust people and, and, and the things that may happen and that may not that exact story or even a similar story happen to you all I'm saying is is as we move forward Changes are going to happen transitions are going to happen and your leader is going to require this under you and guess what you're up for it leaders are strong in mind strong in heart strong in spirit and God's good amen amen awesome come on give the Lord a hand Canberra make some noise all right all right fantastic hey um all right so so how do we how do we do this Cool head, warm heart, strong spirit. Oh, sorry, I haven't got finished that first bit. Healthy body. Get a healthy body, because if your body f- falls apart, you can't do this thing. I mean, we we live our lives on planes and hotels and meetings, and we don't know where that we are half the time. And we have to work out, and it's not a perfect body. I've hit some challenges recently physically, but if it didn't have that base of health and base of fitness, then we wouldn't be going at the level we are right now. So so encourage you. Really, your body is important. It's a gift from God. Your body is an Apollo spacecraft. It needs to be treated with respect. Treat it with honor. And and, and put the right fuel in it. You don't put like, you know, Terps <laughs> into into a V8 car. You know, oh, that'll do. You know. But No, put good fuel in it. Look after it. Exercise thing. It's meant to move. This thing, it's actually designed to move. And even can do this. <laughs> How am I doing, all right? I mean, I can do that. You know, you can do that. I can walk like that. <laughs> I don't know why I did all those things, whatever. And I can do push-ups. I can do one-arm push-ups. Do you want me to see you do one-arm push-ups? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Oh your, your body is designed to move, and and so so keep a healthy body. But here's the thing: it's not just about a healthy body. Um, I believe that you are a soul. And there are two access points. And God wants you to have a healthy soul. But there are two access points to a healthy soul. And that is your spiritual life and your physical life. And Christians always focus on this one. Prayer and the Word. Let's move this over here. Uh, prayer and the Word. But God also wants us to have a str- strong physical world. And that is also a fuel to your soul so do you realize that when you exercise you feel better emotionally that that your internal who you are and it helps you with emotional posture and spiritual posture that 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 a lot of people are suffering with uh emotional struggles and even mental illness but sometimes sometimes not always but the answer may be in the physical world and as Christians, we some, well, I don't know why we reject that stuff, but God wants you as a healthy leader. S- spirit, soul, and body. The whole thing. And what an example to our teams and to, a, and to the world we live in and, and all sorts of things. So it's an amazing thing. So that's, that's a great. The other great thing is that as, as I, you know, I've been training with a bunch of guys at, up in Sydney and Palm Beach where I live uh, for the last 20 years, and all these guys, none of them are Christians. They're all... Uh, marketplace guys, and they've become some of my closest friends in life, and 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 they're seeing me under pressure. And we're connected, and it's a great, great way of of connecting with people in the community and what have you. So it's just get out there, do it, do boot camp, do something, do sailing, what have you. So anyway, that's I don't know why I moved that way over there. I'll just put it: exercise. <laughs> There's a wise guy in every group. That's awesome. <laughs> Okay, a few, a few tips before we finish. Okay, so how, how, do we, how do we live long-term, stay strong, stay healthy, stay in the zone that God has for us? Here's a few tips. Number one, know what you are called to. Know what you are called to. In any given season, there's a calling on a particular thing. Know what you're called to. There's a place and time that you're called to right now I know for Bernie and I we are called right now to this season in order to be in this season we had to let go of the previous season we're in and if we're not in the Kairos of God we're gonna get sick depressed and some of the confusion that's going on in people's lives is they refuse to move on and let go of where they once were and go and step into the place that God has for you. Do you know that you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing? We know we're doing that. But there hasn't I mean but the transition from what we were doing to what we're now doing or what we used to do to what we were doing at some point. Those little transition moments aren't always simple, they're not always easy, but recognize them when that change of season is happening. I mean we used to years and years ago we we're asked by uh Tim and Megan on the way here, were you involved in youth leadership? Yeah, we were the first youth leaders in the life of the church. And we're talking about 1942. <laughs> no, 1980, 81, Pastorville asked us to oversee the youth ministry. I oversee the youth ministry. There wasn't a youth ministry. That was three people. That was it. And so we had three kids, you know, teenagers. And we are like, okay, let's do something. So we, we just invested and we grew it. And we grew it up to over 100 kids, you know. We had a great time. until youth camps. Brighton, in Houston was one of our first youth speakers. <laughs> I shudder now at the accommodation we put him up in at some daggy youth camp somewhere. I don't know where that was. Anyway, he, he, he was very happy at the time. so He didn't know any better. So... <laughs> So we grew the youth, but then I was praying one day because they'd grow and it was amazing. I was praying one day, and the Lord said, "Leave youth leadership. Done. That's, you're done." I'm like, I can't do that. That's what I do. I'm the youth leader. I do the youth announcements on Sunday night. I mean, how what? There's no higher pinnacle in in, in life. I've reached my pinnacle he says no you leave it i'm like okay so I, he just kept pressing me it's done made an appointment to see pastor phil and we, we sat with him in his office and three things happened in that meeting that weren't great i said to pastor phil i just felt strongly that it's my time in that is over and okay number one thing he did he received my resignation immediately without question i'm like that wasn't meant to be that easy you meant to beg me to stay or something. No, but no, he said, yeah, okay. Number two, he had my replacement in mind immediately. I'm like, this is not looking good. And number three, when I said to him, what do you want me to do now? He goes, I don't know. What do you think I am? God? I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on here? So we went. On the shelf for a bit but it was good it was right you realize sorry this is corny I know you need to develop a good shelf image because <laughs> your identity my identity I realize now was in my role and God needed to get me out of that to not get me into another role but to get me to his image and and develop something. And then three months later, I got a call from Pastor Phil and the Lord spoke to him about me and said, put him on staff, get him to oversee all the connect groups in the life of the church and the 12 at that point. And that one decision has set us up for the rest of our lives because that was nearly 40 years ago. But everything we learned from that role, we're now applying globally now as the movement is growing. But I'm telling you, not... part of the key is know are you in the right place doing the right thing and, and it's not just Lord you know just that sense of peace which is important okay that's number one number two know what you're called to number two know who you are called to the who is just as important know who you are called to God doesn't just call, God calls you into Christ but he also calls you into community and it's not general community. It's not generic. It's not like the church. No, he calls you. We are called to Pastor Phil and Chris. We're called to them. And, and I'm not talking we go around and mow their lawns and they open the door every morning and there we are. Standing there. <laughs> it's not sort of weird, okay? It's just, it's just that we're not going anywhere as much as they probably prayed that we would. But we're called, like, your longevity isn't just longevity in Christ. It's longevity in the the community that God, God calls you to a people. So fight for that relationship. Know the relationships that you're meant to be fighting for. And if God has called you to that people, the enemy will attack that relationship. Not other relationships. That would be the most attacked relationship in your thinking, in your heart, in your whatever and it may not be an individual relationship to the the senior pastors but certainly to someone who represents that but it may be that as well so we need to we need to fight for the who and we need to fight for those relationships and no because because the future of this church is in the is in the quality of the relationships that are maintained over a long period of time does that make sense so, because if, if that person gets offended and takes over, that person goes, then, then the, the momentum's lost. The people in this room, you guys, you're it. Look around, you're it. This is the seedbed of the future of C3 Watson. Because in this room is the dedicated, the, the gifted, the called, the ones who are going to build teams and walk the journey for the next 5, 10, 20 years. And you're going to look back and, and on this season and go, remember when. But, but we've got to understand that we've got to fight for the what and fight for the who. Okay, okay. Another, another thing. Build longevity by what you do daily. Build longevity by what you do daily. Too many Christians are thinking, the future, God, and, you know, the future, God. And they're thinking out there. <laughs> well, let me show me your show me your daily schedule, and I'll tell you how you're going to do. Show me what you do tomorrow morning at six a.m. and the following morning. It's what you longevity is determined daily. So it's health habits. It's you are determined not by your vision but by your habits. Your your habits become eventually a vision that's fulfilled. But it only can happen and be accomplished in those daily things. And so we try to keep, we try to do that. We're not perfect. We talked about it today in an interview with Pastor Paul. And we're not perfect. I and mean, it's not about being legalistic or harsh or what have you, but certainly consistent. Be consistent, you know so I get up roughly the same time every morning and I pray and seek God. I mean the first thing I do is have coffee, and that's the will of God right there. I mean, for goodness, who knows that God's in the coffee? Hebrews. <laughs> anyway, but you got it. So, so what are what those it so it's, it's really the big three. It's prayer, word. Exercise. That's it. People ask Pastor Phil, they, I've, "I've been with him for forty years, all over the world. What's your secret? <laughs> what? How have you done it? How have you built?" It? He says, "He just says the same thing: prayer and the Word. <laughs> That's what he says every time. There is no secret. But here's the thing: the secret is the secret." The, the, it's a secret because no one does it <laughs> the, the secret is not what it is the secret is do you will you do it and and, and my little thing is that the first thing we need is revelation of something oh wow that was phew phew <laughs> uh, <yeah>, revelation <laughs> 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 the second thing is the discipline I'll come back to this and the third thing is consistency that's terrible writing but listen to me you won't do something unless you have a revelation of it prayer isn't first of habit all of that makes your habits The first key to prayer is a revelation of prayer. I remember when the revelation of prayer hit me. There was a speaker talking about his prayer life, and I, I prior to that. I was, I'm a believer. I believe in prayer, but I wasn't doing it at a level where it be, was a revelation to me, that I personally needed to pray daily, more than just token. And the speaker was talking about it, and the revelation of it hit me, and that from that point on, I became a daily prayer. It's a revelation of it, but you, it's got to move from revelation to discipline. So you've got to actually in discipline in your life. What time of day will I do that thing? And then, you, and if you do that consistently enough, it becomes a habit. So that's in prayer. That's in the word. Do you realize that most believers don't read the word? Most believers don't read the word they get preached the word and they maybe occasionally study the word but we are called and the power is in this thing and if you want to last the distance take grab your Bible mess it up it's like this is like uh, uh. <laughs> let this thing just the food of that everything I th- speak everything I believe every revelation every message is from this Not from other people's messages, from the Word of God. Consume this thing. Leaders, read this thing because it will be fruitful. John 15. John 15. The leader's Bible. If you want to be a leader, read John 15. John 15 is so important. John 15 is important because it's in the middle of John 13 to 17. But it's more important just for that reason. It's the last five chapters. It's the last words of Jesus before he was crucified. You realize that when you read the scriptures, read where it's written. I mean, Jesus, if, if he had one night left with the disciples, what would he say? It's pretty important what he's going to say. So he, he delivered five chapters in the Last Supper. They should have called it the Long Supper. No wonder they fell asleep in the garden. They're like, Jesus, you've been talking so nice. long. <laughs> But in the middle of that discourse, Jesus delivering the most powerful stuff. Jesus said a lot of things in John fifteen. One of the things he says, "Guys, I'm the vine. My father's a vine dresser. You're the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing." So when I read that, I'm like, "Well, I'm useless for that, Jesus. Useless. Not average." You need to have the useless revelation. We spend all that time trying to build one another up. You're awesome. You're amazing. No, we're not. But with Jesus, with Jesus on the inside, we become, apart from me, you can do nothing. That's a great rev. So that from that point on, I just started pushing into Jesus. Seeking Him. My whole, my whole leadership role. God, God, God. Before He came here tonight. Before this morning. God, I can't do this without you. The moment you rely on your own strength, you will not last. You will not last. But with Him, you give energy and life in the presence of God, which is awesome. Okay. So good. Prayer, the Word, what have you. Okay. The, the scripture I read before, keep leaving the past behind. Philippians 3, keep leaving the past behind. What, what, right, what now in your past is holding you? Because your past will affect your ability to move forward. He, and the, he, What are the things that, that are in our past that hold us back? Unfulf, unfulfilled vision, which is disappointment. Offenses, what people have done to you and even previous victories. All those things are holding some of you back, and your future's trying to hold. Let it go. Paul said, forget what lies behind. Good, bad, ugly, offenses, the whole thing. Forget the whole thing. We need, Pastor Phil talks about this, we need a good forgettery. We need to forget stuff and let stuff go, which is super, super important, which is great. Okay. Uh, there 's so much I could talk about, but I want because we want to pray for some people. Um, okay, I believe that we need, like I said before, to have great soul health, and one of the keys to having great some of the couple of keys about having great soul health um, uh, like I talked about before is our physical world, but it 's this thing called recreation. we need to recreate you need to. We need to discover places that are healthy for your soul. And that feeds into this, this physical situation here. Our ability to recreate. Often we think it's prayer and... wow, there you go. Oh, I figured it out. Um, often we think it's just in the spiritual... The spiritual world. I'll stay in the physical. The, physical, the spiritual is messing me up. Oh, that's not now, so good. Uh, and and I, I believe that it's help, we need to have that revelation for our own health, for our marriages, our children, our personal lives, is that we need to create space because it's in that space that relationships are formed and memories are created and life happens. And one of the greatest things that we did o- over the years with our kids is had great holidays. And those holidays created memories. And we, often we didn't have any money, but we got creative. It's not about the amount of money. It's about the level of its commitment to it, but also it's the level of creativity you use. And, and so get out there and do stuff or what have you. And I believe that you need to do daily something daily, something weekly, something annually. You need daily space, your daily prayer life, your daily exercise. So it's what you do daily. Because that will keep you spiritually energized and physically healthy. What you do daily. So just the, the disciplines, the habits. So I am challenging you, putting out the challenge. What habits will you begin in the next week on a daily basis that you'll continue? Listen to me for the rest of your lives. That's daily. Weekly. You need weekly space to recreate, to have a day off. And so, do something that you love. So we do that. We go for walks. I surf. I, you know, I, I get out in the ocean and it's just immediately, it's like soul food. So find something that you love to do. I We ask leaders all over the world, what do you do for fun? And you know, one leader said to me once, I read the Bible. I'm like, why the, what do you, no, <laughs> I mean, of course the Bible is central, of course, it's, it's the life of God or whatever, but don't tell me you do that for fun, tell me you fish or you, or, or you do something, you know. and what well, I'd realized that there was no soul life in his life, and we need soul life. And often the world's looking at us going, what a, I don't want my life. That's the most boring, lifeless life I can imagine. No, our lives are meant to be rich and full and, and, and got adventure. And when was the last time we did something for the first time? Don't get old in your attitude. And age is defined. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, no, I want to try that. Oh, that's a bit dangerous. <laughs> Oh, that's a bit. well, take a risk. And I'm not telling you to do something, you know, that's, that's, you know, like climbing Mount Everest. By the way, there's a big line climbing Mount Everest and they're falling off like lemmings, you know, over the edge. <laughs> Which is horrible. But, but the point is, just do something. It was the last time you did something that was adventurous and life-giving. That got the adrenaline flowing in your life. That, that, that created a bit of spice and life in your world. What do you think? Okay, so do something on a weekly basis. I do. I go for surf, or you can go snowboarding, what have you? But then do something annually. Go for the adventure. Get, take take your wife away. Take your husband away. Get rid of your kids. <laughs> no, take your kids away and create memories that 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 have that. And I'm telling you, all the things I've talked about, all those things. You add them all up. What happens is, in in, in a year from now, you're healthier. In five years from now, you're still around. In ten years from now, this fruit born in your world in 20 years from now and you become they're asking you to do seminars on longevity uh, now they're looking at your life and an example of how to be lived but it doesn't happen just by the passing of time it happens as you invest in the things and do the things on a daily weekly and regular basis that make a difference and what a difference it will make God wants you as the, the healthiest most vibrant team there is this church's future is awesome. Invest in your life as a leader. Read stuff. Whatever arena of influence that you're involved in, leadership now, whether it's worship or youth leadership or connect leadership, invest in yourself in that area. Read stuff for the people that are doing stuff. Become, become an expert in your church in that area. And, and, and bear fruit for your leaders. One of the things that I've desired to do is every leadership role, we've had many, many, many of them, every leadership role that Pastor Phil has given us, I've, I've desired to receive it at one level of fruitfulness and hand it back at a greater level of fruitfulness. To, to hand it, and I'm only a steward. I'm only a steward of that role. It's not mine. It's just, it's just, I'm just a steward. And in, on the way through in my hands, I desire it becomes bigger and healthier than when I first was given it and hand it over to the next person that's uh, uh, wouldn't you like who'd like to achieve that in their role anyone that that whatever role you have deal with it with godly stewardship and, and and whenever it's in your hands pray over that thing believe over that thing invest in that thing and keep yourself healthy on the way through and what will happen is every area of the life of the church will grow and bear fruit and the whole church will then grow and the tide will get higher and higher in Jesus name amen what do you think what do you think come on stand to your feet right now got a few minutes left have I had the band up These glasses. <laughs> Amen. Oh, jump around. Oh, there you go. Who's ready to change some habits in their life? Like there were four claps there, <laughs> and th- and three of them were from you. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Who's ready to change something in their life? Anyone? I feel so excited. I feel so excited for for this church because that that sense of God in this place is phenomenal. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au We hope to see you in church again this weekend.